0: Well, if you're like me, you probably didn't get a lot of sleep this weekend thinking about George Floyd and the deep issues facing our country today. i really struggled with what to say as I try to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. So, yesterday I listened and um, I listened to several different voices. One of them really spoke to me and honestly erect me. It was a conversation between Pastor Carl Lentz of Hillsong Church in New York and Bishop T.D. Jakes of the Potter's House in Dallas. Kitty Jakes reminded me that this is about human dignity. This is about respecting life, that God so loved the world, and that it is a human problem. Systematic racism. The reason that, that the people that you talk to don't believe it is because they're not victimized by it. You know, I, I, don't, I don't blame them for not believing it because, because the police in their neighborhood don't do that. The, the, the police in their neighborhood do not do that right. the, the police who pull up to them are help for them and encouragement for them and they are assumed to be good people they are assumed and to proven otherwise that they're good people even if they've had a couple of drinks ju- they just had too much to drink yeah I'll make it plain. If if you live in one part of Chicago and you got a drug problem, you go to jail. And if you live in another part of Chicago and you got a drug problem, it's a sickness and you go to rehab. Okay? So what is a crime in our community is a sickness in your community. Treatable with sympathy and empathy and kindness. And it's talked about openly. And if I had the same problem and live in the wrong zip code, I'm a criminal and a dog and an outlaw. See, these kinds of inconsistencies have to be, you can't just preach grace and not truth. We beheld the wonder of his glory, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What made Jesus so amazing is that he balanced grace and truth. He did not compromise truth for grace. And what has to happen for us is it's that unbelief is because we live in the vacuums of our safety and we hear about what's going on other places through the news and we pick the news we listen to. So when when you write the books you read, you always win in the end. Yes, sir. Does that make sense to you? It does make sense uh, to me. I hope somebody says amen out there. Uh, you got uh, it, people, you got it, it, people it, it, hitting the screen right now. Trust me. You got people <laughs> punching the lilac on the screen. See, I appeal to the women for a minute. Because women come closer to understanding it because they have been oppressed too. Mm-hmm. And they have not been believed too. And they have been underpaid for the same job too. And they have been dem- ostracized and and they know what it is to walk into a good old boys club room and feel the ice of you don't belong here it's not said it's felt systems 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 toxic systems it's no we're not wearing white sheets no we're not lighting crosses no uh, we're, we're not going over racism, but there are systemic things that are geared. It's, it's like my, my iPhone right here. My iPhone has a, a face recognition dimension on it. And it is a fact that the face recognition has trouble recognizing black faces because the guys who built them had white faces and they're hey, trouble recognizing my face. And just like my phone has trouble recognizing my face, so do opportunities. So I have to hold my face up and work twice as hard to get my phone to recognize me because it was not designed with me in mind. It was not designed with me in mind. I, I bought it, I had the money, I paid for it. It's my phone, but it was not designed with me in, in mind. And it it is not even a human and it doesn't always recognize me. And by Apple's own admission, they're trying to work with it for it to recognize other types of faces. When you design a world that fits your features, you don't have to be an evil person for for what you design not to fit me, not to fit how I learn or how I read or how I sing or how I dance or how I move or how I feel. The most important thing we can do today is pray and listen, opening our hearts to really hear one another is a good step forward. Bishop T.D. Jakes shares the importance of open communication. First of all, let me say this, that uh, you, you, you bring me before this auspicious body of believers as evidence to articulate the magnitude and the atrocities of the pain of the people who have lost their voice. And, and I am proof for you. But what you don't realize is that I come on this uh, format because you are proof for me. You are proof for me that, that there are good people who are not of color, who will speak up and speak out and who really care. And the more we see that, more, the more we see that, it, uh, it means everything. It, it gives us a little bitty thing that you can't put on a scale and you can't add to an account to cheat. But what it does, it gives us hope. And uh, that, that hope is a very powerful thing. That, that hope is a powerful thing that, that Dr. King's dream might become a reality. Uh, and, and I see great hope amongst the younger generation. I, I see, I, I'm so excited uh, because you dance to the beat of another drum and because you have the courage uh, to, to come where, where we are. The man who came to the to the bleeding man on the side of the road was not the same race. That was the point. He was a Samaritan. And in the Bible days, if you go to the woman at the well, you will realize that the first thing the woman at the well said to Jesus is that the Jews and the Samaritans don't deal with each other and jesus picked the samaritan intentionally to drive home to the jewish lawyer that you might be bleeding on the side of the road and it might be a samaritan who has to pick you up and put you on his beast and carry you to the other side but you've got to see him as your neighbor that was that's that's the message that's the beauty of the message and, and it goes both ways. It goes both ways. It goes to black racism. It goes to white racism. It goes to all types of racism. And we all have our own proclivities and our tendencies uh, to stay within the comfort cubicles of the familiar. But God is calling the church out from the familiar into the exceptional, uh, into the uncertain. Into the place where you're you're not sure what to say or what to do, that's where faith is formalized. Not not where you are sure and not where the facts are absolute, but where you're on dangerous territory, that's where faith gives birth. And and people who play it safe and stay within the demographics of the familiar, be them black, white, or brown, they miss the beauty of the planet. Because the whole beauty of the planet is in its diversity. It's, it's in old men and young men sitting down together. It's in old women and young women talking and Democrats and Republicans talking and Baptists and Methodists talking and black folks and white folks talking and finding out there's more to unite us than there is to divide us. world is getting clear to me. Some of the things I believed, I'm casting out to the seas. And as I'm waving my goodbyes to the lies I was taught, gotta search like my soul, cause some of them I bought into. They grip like shadows in my mind. Unknowingly they shape and how I'm viewing humankind. Reaching past the differences, the colors we were suited, in, the places we were born, and the cultures we were Got me covered. I'm letting go of enemies and holding on to brothers.